Hello and welcome to the Unmissables podcast. I am a man more sinned against than sinning. <gasps> Boyd Hilton. Ooh. Yeah. Classic. You know where that quote's from? Shakespeare. You do because you've watched it. King Lear. King Lear. And I am in many ways a man more sinned against than sinning. I yeah. think as most hmm. listeners would agree. Yeah, you are. In the context of no, this podcast. Why are you agreeing with him? He's well, dissing. She doesn't realise she's like those two sisters. Yes. I yeah. am not. Yes. If anything, I'm Cordelia. Gonorill and Regan. No, you I'm are not. You are not Cordelia. All will be revealed if you'd have no idea what we're talking about. Um, it's a Shakespearean special. These voices you hear aren't just any voices have just no. invaded the no. studio. I'm calling it a studio. <laughs> That's Stephanie Seelan. Hello. And Kay Ribeiro. Word. We are the podcast Unmissables regulars. And this week, it's a bit of a Shakespearean special because we're reviewing King Lear, the new epic BBC Two version starring Sir Anthony Hopkins and many others. Tony to his mates. Tony yeah, Hopkins. Yeah, Tony. We're also reviewing McKellen playing the part, a 90-minute cinema documentary about Sir Ian McKellen, who, as we know, himself has played King Lear and is playing King Lear this summer in the theatre in London. Do you know that? <gasps> this summer? Yeah. Oh, I want to go. Can yeah. we go and see it together? We can go and see it together. We can try. Yeah. So that's Shakespeare. And Arrested Development, the new season oh, five, which, gosh. as we all know, is based on Shakespeare's Twelfth Night. Oh, of Is course. it? No, I made that up. <laughs> but I thought... People could believe. I could have got away with that. You quite convincing. You you honestly could have got away with that. It's a bit Shakespearean. It is a little. In that it involves words. It's about family and the the complications within the family and the patriarchy and all that. And it's comedy and tragedy. Exactly. So it's it's quasi Shakespearean. (laughs) And before all that, it's our traditional. What the hell have been watching, reading, listening to, podcasting, true criming. Stephanie Seelan. Deep breath. Last week, this seg- segment, as we call it, <laughs> lasted about five days. It was like a soliloquy. It was like a soliloquy. Okay. No, I meant I the whole segment, this whole bit. It was in a kind of format change. was like quite oh, epic, remember? We went, yeah. So We went overboard. Ha- well, I'm just, I'm just, I had a lot to talk about. Yeah. I had six things. Yeah, six but then things. I read out about 90 tweets as yeah. well. So well, I'm not sure if they count in this, in this, in this section. In the it pre- got out of hand. Pre-meet. And we're attempting to do that again by talking about how out of hand yeah. it got last week. Right, exactly. I'm just preparing this as in case. You know, okay. like, they're not expecting. I'm really reining it in this week. Are you? Okay, yeah. Oh. I've only got three things. Three? Yeah. Oh. No, that's good. no, but that's discerning. Let's hear. Tell well. us, pray tell, what they are. Have you ever watched My Friend Rockefeller? A no. movie from 2015. No. Okay, it is now available on Netflix. Rando. I give you the name <laughs> Christian Gerhatstrater. Oh, oh I say it like that. Say it again. That sounds like the character in The Man with Two Brains, Steve Martin's Dr. Hoffer. How do you spell that? Come on. His name is Christian, yeah, Gerhatstrater. Oh my God. I love this name so much. Basically, a nice man called Christian who decided that he didn't want to be Christian. He didn't want to be the German man that he was. Okay, moved to Los Angeles, adopted the a different adopted, adopted a title and decided he was going to be called a Rockefeller. He was going to pretend he was a member wow. of the Rockefeller family. This is a documentary. It's a documentary, okay. true story. Um, and he actually becomes, he's a con artist, okay, right? He cons, so everyone thinks, he tells people that he is from a, a British aristocracy, okay? And everyone's like, you couldn't even tell he had the greatest British accent. Now, if you do watch this, he didn't have the greatest British accent. He sounded German. Anyway, he basically gets into the society, like all of these society people and becomes gets married has children he, uh, people believe he's like um this huge he moves next door to this art dealer and tells this art dealer he's bought jackson pollocks and it is a crazy crazy story until one day and here's the crucial point 
one day they find that a house that he used to live in, the family that have moved in says, you know what we should do? We should put in a pool, okay? They put in a pool. What do they find? A couple of dead bodies <gasps> in the garden. Yeah, I know. What a nasty bastard. Furious. How furious would you be? You can't put a pool in then, can you? Because it becomes a crime scene. Anyway. So irritating. This whole thing is about this. Man, his life is absolutely amazing. And his defence for it is, it's like all life is fiction. I've just told people a few fictions. Like... Women, mm. so one woman was married to him for 10 years. She had no idea who he was. Another woman was like with him for seven years. It's an amazing story. Anyway, my friend Rockefeller, he wasn't a Rockefeller. Just to, just to clarify, this is an old, when was the film? The film came out easily. It's not just. 2015, the film oh, came oh, out. Not that long ago. Okay. No, not that long okay. ago. Three years. Yeah, Thrice a year ago. <laughs> Thrice year ago. And it's arrived on Netflix now. And it's arrived on Netflix. Right. I hadn't seen it before. Right. So I think it's just come on Netflix. Okay. It's brilliant. Is it officially in their true crime section? Well, I, you know, when you get those recommendations, yeah. Oh, yeah, for you, everything yeah. for me right. is true crime. Now, this has been on there for a little while, 2017, I think. Elias Creeping Grace. ever closer to the present. Did you watch it? Elias Grace. Um, I based... think I watched like the first episode, yeah. Okay, I thought you'd what like it. What's it about? Right, based on a book by Margaret Atwood, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I did watch it. No, I did watch you it. You did Sorry. watch yeah. it? Yeah, yeah did, I did. You like... right, should... Didn't we review it on this? No. <laughs> oh, okay. So Elias Grace, it's um, yeah historical fiction. It's about mm. this woman, and she is in an asylum. <laughs> Basically, there's a theme. It's, she's in an asylum, and it's whether or not she murdered her a housekeeper and her master, along with another person who was in the house. In the house. Mm. So her, this whole thing is like she's this very beautiful, innocent girl. She's an Irish immigrant, set to work in a big house. Two people are murdered. She was found guilty of the murder, but actually the whole story is kind of flashbacks of whether she did actually do it or not. It's a very good limited series on Netflix. I really, really have enjoyed and who it. Plays, uh, who, she, who plays her? Remind Boys, me. you are asking oh, way too much. Sorry, yeah. Some very I'm gonna nice tell you. girl. Sarah Gaydon. Sarah Gaydon. She's very good. Is she Anna actually Paquin, Irish? Zachary Levy. These people are all in... Um, in this show it's yeah. really good it's very gripping she's Canadian but I liked it because it reminded me I was hunting for something like The Alienist now I've finished The Alienist mm. re- and it's a bit like The Alienist yeah I watched the first episode I think I reviewed it on um, Radio 5 Live yeah it was very good very atmospheric it's very atmospheric mm. she's brilliant this girl yeah okay and lastly The Wonderland Murders a new oh, podcast go. oh okay also known as the Four on the Floor Murders. Four Ni- on the Floor? Yeah, and there were four on the floor. <laughs> 1981, okay, the LAPD find four people brutally beaten to death oh, in God. what looks like a bit like a gangland murder. Some, one poor woman has had her head bashed in so badly it's sort of levelled her off to her eyebrows. <laughs> which is not funny, not funny no, it's Kay not fun- Sorry, it's just Steph was doing <laughs> an impression. No, yeah. she was doing an impression. No. It's unfair because the pogs are going to judge me yes, when Steph, Steph was perpetrator well, of making me laugh. I've only listened to the first episode. It's very, very gruesome and graphic. Oh, God. It's, yeah, which it's is how got, you like it. Let's which is it. how I like it. It's got porn stars in it. It's oh. got drugs All in it. All her favourite things. It's like, it's, it gets messy. Proper. Yeah. And that's on Netflix as well? No, oh. that's a podcast. Oh, a podcast. Listen Sorry, with yeah. your ears. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Wonderland Murders. It's number one in the iPod charts at the moment. Yeah. Is it an American uh, show or British? It is an American show. It's from Holly. The people do who bring speak, you Hollywood do and they crime. Speak like that. Do they, they have that? They they, they sort of do. But What's it's it called again the uh, vocal fry. Oh, do they have yes, vocal fry? they do have a little bit of that. It's very good though. Oh, good. Now I am just going to say this one last time. Have you been listening to Death in Ice Valley? Not yet. No, not yet. Please listen. Okay. To Death in Ice all right. Valley. Now I'm going to write. It, no, I'm. S- 
I'm being serious this time. I'm using income paper. Okay, okay. Right. It is a joint venture Death between Silicon Valley, yeah. BBC <laughs> and NRK. So the Norwegians and the British have come together oh, to find it. out who murdered the Istan woman and who she was. Okay. It's really good. And it, it's a week by week. So I'm on episode oh. six. Oh, it's still going? Yes, it's where still is it going. Available, As am Stephanie? I still going on about it. Good. It's available where you get all good podcasts. Okay. On your podcast app. Okay. Okay. I'm going to commit to trying it's this good. out. It's good. It's really good. good. This week's was the spy catcher. Well, don't ruin it if we're going to watch it. I will not. And that's it. Okay. Very good. Very good. That was Concise. very good. Yeah. Concise, I liked all yet those. Informative. And I'm going to try at least you got one of them. K's approval. That's all I. That's all, all I seek. seek. Yeah. <laughs> Talking of which, K. Hello. What have you got to tell Hi, us friends. about? I've got three things too. She's got copious notes. I've just looked. I think record. No spoilers. Well, she's doing a okay. shuffle. You know, you know, okay. Yeah. Quite thick, dense wad of notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's in that wad? Right. Number one on the wad is Innocent. Now, have either of you watched this on ITV? I've watched the first two. Yep. There were four, weren't there? Yeah. Yes, there were four episodes. They're all on ITV Player Steph. You can right. catch up. Screenwriter Chris Lang um, wrote it and Basically, Lee Ingleby's in it from The A Word. Oh, he's great. Yeah, yeah he's fantastic. He, he plays a dad who's been um, in prison for seven years, convicted convicted of his wife's murder. <gasps> he's always protested his innocence. How have I not heard of this? And it's because it's not true, like, it's fiction. Oh. Um, <laughs> and, it's um, a drama. Anyway, so there's been multiple like retrials, and on the final one, he gets um, let off on a technicality, and then he sets about proving his innocence um, and finding out who the hell he said, you know, someone else did it. He wants to find out who it is. Sounds like the fugitive. And he wants to get his kids back from his sister in law, Alice, played by Hermione Norris. Hermione. Um, and it's, it's really good. So there's four episodes. Um, it's, it's got, it ticks all the boxes of like good crime dramas, you know, there's twist turns, red herrings, like vast, like um, sweeping landscapes, a bit broad Oh yeah, it's set, isn't it? On, it's got like coastal yeah, somewhere. Somewhere <laughs> by the sea. Um, broad Stersy, somewhere like that. Yeah. Yeah, somewhere so, nice. Let's say that. Um, and it's really, really good. Now, I was a bit disappointed, well, not oh, disappointed, oh. momentarily disappointed at episode three because I actually guessed who had done it. Isn't it oh, four no. parts? Oh. Yeah. Oh, but you find out in episode three. No, I, oh. I twigged. Oh, oh, you twigged. It's yes, a twig. I twigged, right. which I don't usually ever do. No. Like, I never actively think about it, and I never. Mm. it just never occurs uh. to me, but it did. However, what I'd say is, which I think is a testament, when I got to episode four and it was all kind of unraveled, I still think the explanation, the motive oh. was really good. Oh, and good. Yeah, and it wasn't left on a cliffhanger. So you know how, Resolved. Steph, you find that annoying when it's like, I can't clearly be setting that. up for a I second one. I felt, Just tell I felt me happy with the ending. Move on. Yeah. Um, we should, yeah, we should really have. Uh, we normally would have reviewed that because it was a big ITV stripped across oh, the week drama last week. It. But we had so many other. It was a packed week of dramas. That's that's yeah. the reason why we didn't do it. Yeah. Ap- apologies. Actually, got to tell you, Angel Coolby is it is in it as a detective, and she played Laura Roebuck in the tunnel. You know his oh. wife, and she's really good. In she's it. fantastic. Mm. Okay, so check it out. Right, I'm definitely going to watch it. that, and I can watch it all now. Yep. ITV on the ITV hub player. Yeah. Player. Is it the ITV hub? Uh, Yes, I think it is. Or maybe Why can we never remember what these? I don't know. It's like 4AD all over yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, all four. It's there. It's, there. <laughs> it's there on your TV somewhere. Yeah. TV I've also bounce. got the old-fashioned DVD if you want to borrow that. Oh, have F- you? Yeah, I think I it's would, on DVD but I on Monday. Got a DVD player? No, of course you haven't. No. No, I wonder so why we, that is. Yeah, illegal yeah, activity. No. Anyway, <gasps> right. Next up is a book. The Colour of B. Larkham's Murder by Sarah J. Harris. Now You have gone so murdery. I am loving this. <laughs> no. Well, this was basically, I read in a magazine called Heat, a good review of it by our production editor, Lisa. And she said, look, I think you'll like it. Give it a go. And it's based on a character called Jasper, who has a condition called synth- 
synesthesia. Synesthesia. Yeah. Synesthesia. Yeah. Oh. Which, in his yeah. case, means he can't recognize faces, but he just sees all noises and voices in colors, right? And days and words. Everything has a color. To oh, him. like when Thursday's blue because it yes. is, and Wednesday's green. Oh, okay. Maybe <laughs> yeah. you've got it. Oh. Um. So yeah. So. <laughs> He basically is obsessed with the parakeets in um, that, like nesting in the tree opposite him and belonging to a woman called B. Larkham. She lives in the house. And he forms this like really sweet, you know, kind of unusual like relationship with her. You know, he's mm. just very obsessed with these parakeets and wants to like stand in her bedroom and watch them with his binoculars because he's just very, you know, into it. B. Larkham is murdered as the title suggests. Oh, no. And he becomes potentially the last person to have seen her. So then, but it's he's too case. busy looking at the parakeets. Well, and also he can't recognise faces. Oh, so like, damn it. he documents the, go the comings and goings of the parakeets as well as um, the music students who go and visit her. So he's like a kind of reliable witness, but also unreliable because he can't really, you can't meaningfully take what he says. He's on not going to be any good in a lineup. So <laughs> it's, it is honestly, it's twenty pages in. I was going to give up because. Oh. No, it's a bit like... Oh. Have you ever read Chaucer? 20 pages in. Mm. Have you read About, Chaucer? Yes. Right. This seems like Is a it written like Chaucer? No, oh. but it's a weird comparison to make, seemingly. But, you know, with Chaucer, how it can be frustrating when you first read it because you can't really understand what's going on until you've broken the code, you know, of like, you know, in that case, it's Middle English. With this, because he talks in colours all the time, oh, it can oh. be quite hard. How does that work? Because... Information is given to you, but right. because everything is like written in a way that it's associated with colours, after mm. a while... First, Sounds like a lot of work. Duh. No, no, it's not. First no. 20 pages, I did find it hard work. Yeah. And I said to Lisa, look, do you know what? I'm going to have to give it. And she was like, no, no, honestly, just let it kick in. And it's true. Before long, you're like, you're gripped by the story. Oh, okay. it's, it's very interesting. Interesting characters. And actually, it's quite dark. Do the Ooh. parakeets um, get involved? They do, actually. Oh. You're being funny, but they do. No, oh. I'm not, because it reminds me of, there's a, very, a novel called Ask the Parrot hmm. by... Um, uh, Richard Stark, who's a famous um, crime writer, and, yeah. I, and I reviewed it on the Simon Mayo years ago, and there's a brilliant chapter in it from the point of view of the parrot. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm just saying. It's legendary. Okay, no no parrot oh, narrative. Read that. Like, yeah, it's classic. Parrots don't speak or communicate okay. in it's this book. It's called Ask the Parrot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But listen, I, I would recommend it. The Colour of B. Larkham's Murder, Sarah J. Harris. That's the book I wanted to tell you about. Mm. How much does it cost? I don't know. I'm I got it for free. Six ninety nine. <laughs> I got it for free because well, we had a review well, copy. People are going to have to buy it. Yeah, true, but you're, you're very yeah okay. I don't know. It's a Google. It's worth okay. the money though. That's what Kay's saying. Yeah, I'm saying it's good. Well, it if, it's, if it's twenty pounds, is it worth the money? Well, sometimes you have to pay for things. As I'm I've just said before. Saying, maybe I'll find out Next how much it is. on your list. Kay. Next, my last thing I said last you're week. Two. No, no. This is the last thing on my list. Oh, where? What was the first thing? Innocent. Oh yeah. Oh, Sorry, Boyd. Again, Boyd, another chapter I am, you know, for Boyd. Boyd's, Boyd's having a King Lear moment. Ooh. Anyway, right. Final thing I want to talk about. Last week I was chatting about um, Barbara Matchin and saying how I was on the Soap Awards. Oh, your new battle. best friend. Yeah, she's really lovely. And um, she's the creator of Waking the Dead. So I decided she had written a prequel to that, The Unforgiven, and it was on the I, the radio iPlay I was telling you about. Radio 4, did I tell you about this? Yes, you did, because you were amazed that there was an app. Yes, yep. there was. <laughs> yep. Anyway, it's really good. So it's like seven years. Um, so it's seven years since uh, Waking the Dead's finished, but this is the prequel. So it's set in 1984, I think it is. And it's before DNA, CCTV, mobile phones and everything. And the character Peter Boyd, who I didn't wasn't actually familiar with, did you used to watch Waking the Dead? Yeah, played by um, Trevor, Eve. Trevor Eve. Yeah, shouty well, Eve. He's not in it, but it's basically his career's on the line, and all the original characters have to try and like help him and solve a, solve a murder in the obviously in the process. It's five episodes, and it's really good. So, if What's you it called? 
It's called The Unforgiven. Oh, it should be called Putting the Dead to Sleep, shouldn't it? It's the prequel to Waking the Dead. <laughs> mm. Can I just say, if you would like to buy The Colour of B. Larkham's <laughs> oh, Murder, yeah. you can get it on the old Amazon. Now, if you've got Prime, you can get it tomorrow. <laughs> you've got to order within an hour, and it's £6.49. Quick! Order, oh, no, this is, no, out to this is not late. live. Yeah. Oh, I, like, I really, really like the... Um, what do you call it? The cover. The cover nice. is good. Yeah. What should we call it? The cover. And I'm so excited that you have completely embraced all of your things were super murdery. I know. I don't know how that's happened. Well, Welcome. they've been quality, quality. That's true, yeah. yeah. Quality murders. Boyd, what murdery things um, have you been watching? No. Actually, no. one of them's murdery. Ooh. One of them's murdery. The other two aren't. I was going to mention the royal wedding. Um, were you now? <laughs> good response. I did not expect this from well, you. I mean, Dermot. In brackets, no, no, no. In brackets, the coverage of the Royal Wedding, which right, Dermot, our, our close person, friend of the podcast, mm, Dermot was, was brilliant. He was with... chased down the streets in Windsor afterwards. <laughs> was he? Yeah. yeah. Really it was amazing. Who? By the fans. Because he was he? in Windsor. He was chased That's down the brilliant. streets. Him and Kirsty Young were brilliant together. I love them both. But this is in brackets. This is in parenthesis to the main thing I'm going to get to in a second. Ooh. So I just wanted to, to say that because they were great. Yeah. Um, this, the main thing is um, Sky Atlantic showed Corden Tish oh, I cannot wait at the Royal Wedding uh, on Saturday night so this went out live on HBO bearing in mind it was the wee small hours of the morning in America, it's Will Ferrell it thing Will Ferrell and Molly Shannon oh. playing these Ferrell? are we now calling Ferrell? Ferrell I love Ferrell. this no but you think the said, singer she went, Ferrell yeah the singer no, Will like, Ferrell Fer- like the singer I like that That's Will good. Ferrell yeah. Will Ferrell no Will Ferrell, Ferrell. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> they play these fictional um, presenters called in Tish, and they did a, a, like a pageant. They did the pageant last year in a kind of live, live commentating on a pageant. People didn't know whether it was real or whether it was fake because their makeup <laughs> was quite clever. Yeah. And they did it on Amazon Prime. This time for HBO, they did live their live commentary on the Royal Wedding, which went out on HBO in America, and Sky Atlantic showed it on Saturday night. And it's so funny because for so many things. First of all, um, they did it just by the Thames, by Tower Bridge, which was about ten minutes from where I live. I was furious. What, I could and have they were actually here. They actually oh, no. filmed it. In they set it wasn't up green screen. No, it was not green screen. It was very real. They came to London and filmed it by the Thames. You could see people wandering by. Oh my god! Like, I, should, I would have loved they, to see that. Like miles away from Windsor, obviously nowhere near Windsor. <laughs> and that's the first very funny joke <laughs> that they're nowhere near the actual bloody that's wedding. That's because lots of Americans yeah. might think that right. Windsor is of course like, right next exactly. to yeah. exactly then. Then the second really funny thing is they genuinely didn't get so they've got they have um, access to the people as people are arriving and as people are leaving but they didn't have permission for the to, inside, for the inside. Oh, no. so in, there's a big bit in the middle for like so the thirty five to uh, maybe even longer bit in the middle where they are just commentating on the, basically the outside of the church in Windsor <laughs> and they have no <laughs> other visuals they, they recorded some VTs which are very really funny they do the thing about suits oh, the wrong yeah. like the wrong suits not the right yeah. TV thing of suits which is really funny <laughs> but essentially a lot of it is just them chatting away about shit oh, oh that must be hilarious nothing though. is so funny honestly you've got I'm gonna to have see to check it. that out it's brilliant. Um, See, I absolutely loved it, and and it was just it was I'm just the two of them. There's many quotes I could give you, but there's one of my favourites was um, when he said um, about the kiss. So their response to the kiss, which is pretty much the first thing they see yeah. when they've been waiting all that time for them to emerge from the church, and he says, "One small kiss for man, one giant kiss for mankind." <laughs> <laughs> there are many other great moments. So that was yeah, that's called in tissue. It's on your Sky catch up thing. It should be on Now TV as well. Did you watch the Royal Wedding proper? On I BBC? did, of course, yeah, in full. Yeah, and were you moved I've, to tears? 
not was moved to tears, but I really thought Dermot did a great job. I flicked over briefly to Sky News to check out Kay Burley because also it was in Ultra HD on Sky News, so it looked it looked better. It, was okay. like, it looked great. Did you see any of Kay Burley? No, no, she, I strictly Dermot. She was bonkers. Really? Oh, she kept she kept running into the crowd like just r- throwing her mic at the at the at the like people there yeah. and going on and, on and she honestly they genuinely missed some key moments oh, did they? Do, yeah it I think they anxious. did yeah and then she had to take her shoes off and run back onto the set like when the, the guests started arriving she, yeah. they missed some of that and she kind of had to say to her guests well, what's happened what have I missed I'm like yeah because you were running around well, this sounds like Challenge Annika it was a bit, was a bit like cha- the Challenge Annika <laughs> version of the Royal Wedding Challenge K oh, early dear. yeah your namesake it was weird. It no, was I my thought I'd went strictly BBC. It was very, of course, very you've good. Got to. Always. You've got to. Yeah, you've got to. Um, so, yeah, uh, Gordon Tish, that's one thing. Then the other thing I was going to mention is um, I went to see this film called Hotel Artemis last week, which isn't out until <gasps> July. Oh, my friend Nick from Empire was talking about this. Oh, there you yeah. go, yeah. I went to a very special, because I kind of know the director, Drew Pierce. all cards on the table, I've known him Bong. for years. Bong. He was, he's British, he's um, also friends with... Does he live in your building? Dermot O'Leary, he doesn't live in my building, uh. he's friends with Dermot. He, he did a um, show years ago on called ITV Tool called No Heroes, which is about super, it was a comedy superhero show, like sitcom. Way mm. ahead of its time, because now everything's all about superheroes. And he then wrote Iron Man 3, the screenplay. He wrote Iron big, Man 3? Huge bit break in Hollywood, yeah. Which Wowzers. was a great. A lot of people would still consider that, as I do, to be one one of the great. So that's because he's your friend. No, no, it's separate from that. Mm. So I got went to this special screening. Like Edith Bowen was there. Other people were there. All the greats. Um, it's got an incredible. This film has got an incredible. This is his first film as director. So he's you know he's written loads of great things. First film as director. It's got an incredible cast. Jodie Foster. This is the murdery one, isn't it? Yeah. So it's what it's about is it's about setting this kind of um, future Hotel. world where there's kind of rioting a dystopian version I'm just going to make LA. a cup of tea Sorry. do you want anything dystopian do version of LA anything? and there's riots going on and there's some kind of kind of totalitarian situation not quite sure and it's set in this hospital a private hospital for villains for killers run by Jodie Foster like God, the Gotham Asylum yeah, a bit like that yeah so all the people in there are, are bad bad people and they're all kind of like not and you're not allowed any weapons you have to see, give up your weapons you're not allowed to kill each other within it's like a kind of Why would safe you be place allowed weapons for in a psychopaths because oh. uh, it's, it's, a, it's a hospital so it's called Hotel it, Artemis that's what okay, she calls fine. it it's disguised as a hotel but all the villain world know about it Roger Jodie Foster it. runs it she's absolutely she hasn't done it she hasn't acted in a film for ages and ages she's obviously now mainly a director she directs mm. lots of stuff uh, it's brilliant to see her back she's great in it Sterling K. Brown Remember from People vs. O.J. Simpson? Yeah. Uh, Brilliant. Sophia Butella is in it. Great. Jeff Goldblum. <gasps> Jeff Phenomenal. Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Welcome as I back, live and Jeff. breathe. Zachary Quinto. Dave Bautista. Oh, my God. Who is God. like Jodie Foster's assistant, and they're brilliant together. Incredible cast. It's a is really it great idea. It's quite violent. Yeah. Really great idea. It, completely original. It's like an absolute original. I've never seen anything like it. It's got a lot of bits and It's a bit Tarantino at some points, but it is its own thing. I was really impressed. July. Watch out for it. Okay. It's really good. So, like, it's hotel ho- murdery. It's quite murder. You'll quite like it, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lots, lots of murders. Oh, do you know what I was going to ask you if we what could do? Because I do? saw on the Netflix previews that the staircase is coming. Oh, do you know okay. What? what? Whisper it now. I've seen the first two. <gasps> oh my god. Yeah. Okay. So this is a classic true crime series. This yeah. is one of the greatest mysteries yeah. of all time. A man called Michael Peterson. I've forgotten the name. I've forgotten what the podcast was about it because there was a great podcast this year about it. I will remember. Was it just called The Staircase? No, no, no. Somebody else did a a podcast about it this year. Michael Peterson's wife was found at the bottom of the stairs, okay? And 
basically for years and years and years it's been did he push her did he kill her she was very wealthy he was in a lot of debt his previous wife died under suspicious circumstances but there's been loads and loads and loads of theories about this a French film crew um, made the original Staircase um, which is an original documentary about this Um, and they were including that loads of strange theories like someone thinks that an owl might have come in and um, attacked her and that's how she died because there was a feather (laughs) I mean mean, yeah god there's a theme here but this is I mean when did this murder happen Um, this happened 80s, I want to say. I want to say late 80s. Gosh, that's a long time ago. Yeah. People are still K, talking about it. It is fascinating. Yeah, it's one of, it's the, kind of like the forerunner of mer- um, yeah. making a murder. Right. Michael Peterson is a real... He's one... He's one of these guys that he really sort of sought out the fame after his um, wife died. He was died. a writer, I remember. Yeah, well, he was so a journalist. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bit like um, the podcast I recommended you to you recently. Do you remember? West, yeah, yeah. He, he West the Cork. West Court guy, Ian Bailey, is yeah. a little bit like Michael Peterson. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing is, yeah, so, and what's happening? Oh, is- yes, sorry, Beyond Reasonable Doubt. Sorry, oh, thanks, Sean Dan. Beyond Reasonable Doubt podcast. is the podcast. Um, so, yeah, what's happened is that this classic true crime show, so that French group you talked about, they had incredible access to everything. And he ended like, up going out with one of them. He, so he ended up having a relationship the, with The them. defense attorneys, the trial itself, the, the people involved, the guy, the oh, accused. The, I want to watch that documentary. Yeah. No, no, this is so. This what, is so it. what's happening is Netflix has remastered the original oh, and they've made two sorry. new episodes yeah. following up the story all this time later. So they've sent me the links already, yeah, oh I have to God, say. I'm, so, so I can, I I can, I'm slightly whispering because I'm not sure I'm allowed to say that yet. So it's going to arrive um, in, the, in the middle of June and we'll be able to do it. Yeah, yeah let's excited. do it because we'll I'm. Do it, yeah. I yeah. cannot wait for this. Yeah, it's like a lot of people consider it to be the greatest ever true crime it, documentary. It so you saw the original? Yeah, you? I've seen the original. Yeah. I didn't. I thought this was a completely new thing, but is it not? No, it's, so it's remastered. So okay. it's all all the original um, episodes plus I think maybe that make, makes sense why it, why it's called. And then I two thought there was ones. like ten. Maybe may, uh, uh, I'm slightly making up how many there are. Okay. Um, yeah, but it is going to be coming soon to the Netflix. Okay, I think you'll enjoy it. Oh, I'm I'm excited yeah. now. We're I'm so, do you know what? I feel so excited. We're all gone super murdery. <laughs> we have, yeah. Just in our listening and reading habits, not now, you know, actions. Yeah. That was bef- that was the pre meet. Before we go on to the meet, we're now in. What do we call it now? The tweets before, before the, the meets. meets. There you go. Right, Hi, I turn to you. Hello. So we've got um, a tweet from at Fenwood, who says he's. At no such thing as a fish recording in Auckland, and he can't wait till the Unmissables podcast come here to record a live podcast in a small cafe. Wait a minute. He's 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 at a recording of No Such Thing as a Fish, which is a obviously mm-hmm. gigantic podcast. Yes. He, wait a minute. He's in New Zealand. Yeah. Wow. Don't, we're coming. We're is coming. He, we're coming to get you. He, uh, is he going to pay for yeah, the trip? Yeah. Is he getting our tickets? That is a great. Can we point. stay with him? Also? Yeah. Do you think Bauer is going to pay for us yeah. to do a live podcast well, in you, New Zealand? Well, Fenwood will pay find for us. Out, I'm sure. Find out if he's got one of those pull-out sofas. Um, <laughs> Boyd will bring a camp bed, yeah. and we'll be on our way. He says it's hashtag best coffee in the world, so I'm there. I love I'm coffee. I don't drink coffee. Oh, I can't go. <laughs> They'll do a hot shot. I'm sure. Hocho. <laughs> okay. Right. Thanks. It was definitely our, our, our farthest reaching listener, surely. Yeah, I think If you he can is. better New Zealand, I mean, I mean, you just can't, can you? Can At Fenwood, let us know if you live there or you're He's just on holiday. Our far away pog. Yeah. Mm. Far and pog. Person on the far away ground. Yeah. He's <laughs> a pog. Um, then we, <laughs> had a, we had a question from At Marky Mansfield who says, um, When will Homeland 7 be available on Netflix? Well, Mark, um, we don't know. Hold on. But you can still watch Homeland 7, which is the one that's just finished. I'm sure you can still watch this on all four, 4 OD. Yeah, four, obviously. 4 OD. All 4 4 OD. Obviously, Mark hasn't probably not got access to that for whatever reason. Maybe he's not living in the country. 
Mark, are you also abroad? No, 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 Mark. No, I know, Mark. He listens to us on the... Maybe he just doesn't like your fourth. No, he listens to us on the motorway, remember? He's an early poglet. Um, they probably haven't got all of it, is my guess, because there's like 10 or whatever episodes, aren't there? So, you know. At Marky Mansfield, anyway, let us know if you're in the country. We will, he is in we the country, endeavor, I know he is. We will endeavour to find out, but we don't know. Yet, Mark, the honest, in the meantime, try and get 4OD slash 4. All 4. Crank up the all 4, I think it's on there. All right, well, that's the question answered. Or search on the internet, you well, might be able to find it. I, do you know what? I'm going to look now. Yeah, okay. Good. Let's actually do some And research. while you're doing this, this is a bit of a spoiler for the question, because we, we did do a oh. shout out. Oh, should we we'll leave that? Should we leave yeah, it? Yeah, we'll, when we get to question right. time, question time is actually what I from say a listener. Is, yeah. We yeah. we did we did ask um, you pogs what you wanted question time to be, and we have had a great question. Yeah. So we'll be doing we'll that. Be later. Done. But please, God, generally do give us questions. Do yeah, ask. get in yeah. touch. Yeah. If there's anything you want to know, any comments, you know, if you just want to tell us where you live, that seems to be a kind of general uh, question at the moment. Which country you're in? No, where? If, if you're it, that if you're that far away, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you live in Penge, then I'm not that interested. Avoid. Nothing against Penge. I'm not anti-penge. If you've got anything to say to us at Unmissables um, Pod, let us know what you think. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Now then, it's time for the meat, the Shakespearean meat. It doesn't get meatier than King Bloody Lear, mm. which is arriving on Bank Holiday Monday, the 28th of May at 9.30pm. And it stars Anthony Hopkins, Emma Thompson, Emily Watson, Florence Pugh, Jim Broadbent... John McMillan, Andrew Scott of Sherlock fame. Yeah, oh, we've got to have one of them. Always. And many, 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 many more. <laughs> I know you're a big fan of both Shakespeare. I am. And King Lear. I am. Steph, please, yep. God, tell us what happens in right. this in this story. Okay, now I'm going to say to all you lovely pogs out there, if you have no idea what this story is about. You need to listen to me very carefully or you need to go on to, I think like the Royal Shakespeare Company will have an explanation of it, um, what the story is, because otherwise you will not enjoy it as much as you will if you have an idea. I think your summary, because it's very basic, like, go on, explain it. I'm sure they'll get it. Okay. Maybe if they have your summary you're about to give us. Yeah. Just just on the, you know, in their headphones when they're about to <laughs> click on BBC <laughs> 2. That's the way to I do it. I will be making this event or phone me yeah. and I'll tell you. Oh, if you're going to start watching it, offer. just say, just give me a call. <laughs> I'll, 0794. Yeah. <laughs> why don't you go around to people's houses and do a... Yeah, like I'm going a, to. Yeah. yeah. Um, a Steph Talks, not yeah, a TED Talks. Or I'll do like a little tech, <laughs> like, yeah, summary text. Okay, anyway. Anyway. Right. Okay, this is set in the fictional present, yeah. but it's it's the original is like an old British monarchy, okay? <laughs> right. King Lear, played by Anthony Hopkins, has decided he's going to give up his kingdom, okay? He's like, I'm going to give it up, right? And he gets his three daughters all together and he says, which one of you loves me the most? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it up, but who loves me the most? He feels sure that his favourite daughter, Cordelia, is going to say, I, I love you the most. However, so you go for turns to his first two daughters and they profess to like love him a, a ridiculous amount and then Cordelia who's supposed to be getting married she says well I love you as I should love you I love you as a daughter loves a father and he is furious because he wanted the big professions mm. he wanted her to go nutso so he basically was like oh okay I'm cutting you off and so the guy that she's supposed to marry is like I'm not marrying you anymore um, that's it. I'm not. You're not getting any of your father's wealth. That's it. So he banishes Cordelia. She has to get married to some guy from France. <laughs> Furious, but he's really happy with her because she's like, oh, she's nice and honest. Then it all gets very, very messy. The two daughters who are very nasty 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna nasty bastards. They're nasty bastards, right? They conspire because they don't really want to have anything to do with their dad. They conspire to murder their father. Meanwhile, this guy called Gloucester, who sort of looks after, um, looks after King Lear. He's the Prime Minister. Yeah, and he has two, and he has two sons. Yeah, Edgar and Edmund. Yes, one of them is a K. Nasty bastard. One of them is very nice. <laughs> John McMillan and Andrew Scott. Yeah. Andrew, Andrew Scott's Scott a nice is the one. nice yeah. one. Okay. Nasty bastard says that nice bastard. Because <laughs> nasty bastard is a bastard. Yeah, he he's is an actual bastard. Yes. And so he's very upset about that. Yeah. And so he sets up his brother and says his brother's been, and his brother has to run away. He says he's been doing badness, but he yeah. hasn't. Doing badness. It's, it's a technical term. Yeah, it's a technical term. <laughs> yeah. Right. So. Basically, finds out they find out they're going to try and murder King Lear. Then mm. King Lear goes into hiding. Um, he goes to get goes to Dover, goes into hiding to try and escape getting murdered by those nasty girls. The sisters discover that Gloucester has told the king, and then cue the worst bit of the whole thing when they literally gouge out his eyes with. Emily Watson's fingernail. It's a fingernail. spoiler, but it's a very famous moment. It's very famous. That's not a the gouging. I don't think this can be. No, you can consider I'm, this a spoiler no, because well, people will know. I mean, it's too late now, but yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. Also, it's important to say that in the process, King Lear's driven mad. Yeah. He's yeah, he oh, goes yeah. completely crazy. The madness of King Lear. He's completely crazy, and then well, now I'm worried that I don't want to say what happens. Well, I won't say what happens at the end. Listen, Shakespeare's been around a long time. Yeah, it's yeah. Fine. but I anyway, think you've, you've, you've set the set. Then a big war commences, and then I won't tell you what happens. You have to say the end. I but, won't. But then, but yeah, it's a study of madness, isn't it? It's his descent yes. into madness, famously, mm, yeah. from from Lear, um, and um, and at the same time of power, the incredible power battle. It's a tragedy. It's, it's one of Shakespeare's tragedy. tragedies. Oh, of course, yeah, it's a huge one. Some would say his greatest tragedy. Mm-hmm. I may say that. Yeah. Um, but the interesting thing is, which you haven't mentioned, well, you kind oh. of mentioned it, is it is set. I do believe I'm going to say it in a dystopian version. Of it is a bit the of, present, yeah. Because it's seen, cause, it's cause got a touch of the dystopia. It's all modern day. It's all there's there's soldiers, there's the military. There's clearly there's an oppressive regime of which Lear is part of. And at, at one mm. point, you know, there's a there's, I thought a very good scene where he invades the house of one of the daughters, and they've got the army with him. Mm. That's all very interesting. Um, but it's 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 kind of like King Lear does dystopia. I feel. And I don't know how you were going to feel about that. So yeah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't like I, to couch it like that. I, think I don't put think it's dystopian. Okay. I don't think it's dystopian. I'm going to put Steph off, but I, don't, I, think I don't. I don't think so. This is um, written and uh, directed by Richard Dare, who's a legendary um, BAFTA-winning director. Does it's been in development a long time. So it's a big thing that Tony Hopkins, as I'm calling him, uh, has wanted to do this for ages. He, you know, how old he is. He is 80, which is the is age, he? yes. Of King Lear? Of King Lear. Mm. And I have to say, it's pretty good work, isn't it? He There's is a lot of physical, 80. a lot of stuff he for him to do. He is astounding. That's incredible. So, Kay, mm. what's your verdict on this Lear? I thought it was excellent. I, I love Lear because I studied it at school. Uh. Oh, did you? Yes. So I've always had a soft spot for it. And should I have think... got you to do the pricey. And I thought... Um... Oh, you should probably would have done no, it. No, no, I think you did. No, you, you did. Just as... um, I thought Tone, Ooh, that is as I like to call him... Was an excellent Lear. Tone. Probably the best, yeah. The best Lear I've the seen. The best you've seen. Mm. Wow. And, well, I've Big seen words. one other. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's really, really good. I also wanted to give a shout out to Jim Carter, who played the Earl of Kent, yes. aka Mr. Carter from Downton Abbey. Yes. He plays his loyal, um, oh, yeah, loyal, loyal um, 
kind of friend and subject who is banished by Lear and then ends up being the one who reigns Lawton to the end and tries to save him. Gets his head shaved. But also, yeah, and also um, Carl Johnson, who plays the fool, who's always a oh, great yeah, character. The fool is a great character in, yeah, in Lear. Fool. But I was worried about it when I heard about this because I thought, obviously it's got this stellar cast, but a modern interpretation, mm. I thought, oh, is it going to be like, you know, Clueless was a, what was it, Emma? No, Jane Austen's, was it? Oh, Jane Austen, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Emma, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, 10 yeah. Things That yeah. I Hate About You was The Taming of the Shrew. Yeah. And I thought, oh, is it going to be like this? Uh, they'll do a comedy no, version. No, it's well, you know, more, just, I just, it's I, more Baz Luhrmann age. King Lear is rom-com. Juliet, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. So, no, I was just worried yeah. about it. But actually, I thought it worked really well. And actually, one of the scenes I loved was when Lear is in the midst of his madness, there's a scene where he's seen, like, walking around the streets, pushing a shopping trolley, ranting and raving. And I thought, actually, it's mm. quite a, it's quite a good comparison to something that would happen yeah. <laughs> today and you'd see in... Mm. He's, I was just going to say, he said when they're filming that scene, someone, I remember the public confused, refused, thought he was a homeless person. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm, so, yeah, it was yeah. just so yeah. apt and I thought it was, yeah. yeah. Steph? I absolutely loved it. I didn't study King. I did Midsummer Night's, Midsummer Night's Dream at school. So did I was, you? yeah. You only allowed one Shakespeare. Play play. Well, you are, don't you? But you do find when you grow up, you go, which one did you do at school? Because you, I did um, Othello. Othello. I, I, I wanted them to bring Juliet as well. <laughs> Sorry, I did. We did two. So you lied. Did two. Yeah. Okay. So I did those, but so I I know I knew the story, yeah. but I didn't know it like I wouldn't know it as in depth as um, Kay knows it. I really really enjoyed it. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Um, I I just thought Anthony Hopkins was just. I mean, oh God, it made me feel tired though. Is it's an exhausting yeah, performance an from, from him? But mm. there's a lot um, of shouting. There's a lot of yeah, shouting. If you've seen, um, if you've seen um, but, when, uh, if you've seen the trip. Right. When um, when Steve Coogan and Rob Bryden do a lot of Tony Hopkins impressions, oh, do they? they? A lot of him shouting like that. Yeah, he does a shout lot of that. a lot. To be fair, it's a shouty role. It's it a is. very shouty role. King Lear is very but, angry. Do you know what I thought that they had cast like the sisters, Emma Thompson oh. and e- Emily Watson as the sisters? They were perfect, Incredible. weren't they? And they were both really, really brilliant. I loved that. Florence thing. Pugh of yes. Lady Macbeth fame. Oh, she brilliant. Was great. That's Cordelia. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Emma Thompson. I, I mean, I absolutely agree that uh, Tony Hopkins. It's all about Tony. Yeah, it is. shouting a lot. But to be fair to him, demand shouting because he's going yeah. mad. He's yeah. going mad, and he's very angry. Yeah, at everything. But they also have to do a lot of shouting. There's, yeah. there's one scene where I mean, in the in the, oh. the eye gouge scene, which, yeah. is, yeah. which I thought they did very well. It's everyone's at a level of hysteria. Mm. But it kind of yeah. has to be for it to for it to work, make it believable. They resort to this. Well, it's kind thing. of it's, it's, crescendo. it's, it's collective it's madness, crescendo. isn't it? Yeah, collective madness. Exactly. Yeah. Everything. Everyone goes effing mad bonkers. for different reasons. Yeah. yeah, and it descends into a kind of whirlwind of of of, of bonkersness mm. in the last they're like, all, hour. Uh, they try, they're all hideous. Yeah. like they're all like all this. The sisters go for Cordelia and the and the retinue yeah. and like the son. But um, I think that Emma Thompson had a touch of the Cruella de Vil about her, which I enjoyed. Yes, yeah. I was going to say. Uh, With Thompson. her coat, her mm. sweeping yeah. coat was amazing. Brilliant um, look. Just, she, I mean, she's the greatest for me, like Emma Thompson. Mm. I did it, you know, I had the honour of doing a get ready for a big name drop. <gasps> Boom. Life and Pictures event with her, which I interviewed her for 90 minutes on stage. Did you? Yes, that was the greatest, greatest day of my life. She is lovely, isn't she? She's so incredible. And um, she also, have you seen it when she was asked about the royal wedding? Which I do, do you know what? I really was <laughs> hoping you wouldn't bring oh. it up because I can't watch that again because it really upsets oh, me. Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah, it's but hilarious. it's like, you, it's like, she, yeah, but she looks like, oh, it's horrible. Oh, okay. What happened? I, she was asked about the Royal Wedding on some, um, she was promoting something in America. It might She's be promoting King Lear. Oh, no, no, no. It was, she was. was. It was she? King Lear. Was it King Lear's screen? Yeah. Okay. And she was asked by some um, 
you know, like entertainment tonight or something. Oh, you're looking forward to the royal wedding? She's like, just no. <laughs> just no. No, like she that. said, she basically was like, they were like, what do you think about the royal wedding? She was like, I do not have one thought in my head yeah. about it. Yeah. And oh, then she, but, yeah. Yeah, 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 but totally. then she goes on and goes, um, just stop it, okay? I don't know them. Just stop it. And it's actually, if you love Emma Thompson, it's kind of unsettling because she gets cross and you don't want to think of her as cross like that. No, she's being honest. She's being yeah. brutally honest. Like, uh, she can do no wrong I would expect me. that from her actually yeah. to be like quite forthright. Right, and just exactly, like, yeah. exactly. Um, I think it's fine, it's fine. I thought they did a really clever job of, of modernising and mm. it's a two hour um, film it's a film it's Bed a widescreen brilliantly directed film very cinematic and presentation of the story and um, bearing in mind because when you see it the last time I saw it on stage which I think was about ten years ago it was about three and a half hours long so they've done a pretty really? clever job and I couldn't work out where the cuts were I couldn't kind mm. of it was, Maybe they didn't I'm, not, spend, I'm no expert. I don't think they spent as much time with his descent to, into madness. Maybe it's quite quick, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, you're right. You might be right. And about also, that. I would say you don't the the battle, mm. the battle mm. at the end. Yeah. There isn't a lot of that. Okay, I think that's good. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> moving us on. That yeah. is, I think no, it's good. I think that's oh. good. Goodbye. No, no, yeah. I, I think it's good about the battle. Oh, like, you right, don't right, want right. you want to see it played no. out so much. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Um, really good job. Uh, it's going to be four and a half stars from me. It's five from me. It's four for me. Excellent. And we should say, uh, for Sherlock fans, that Andrew Scott is fantastic as he well, as he is always is. Fantastic. And he did, because he did a brilliant um, updated version of Macbeth, which mm. they showed on TV, oh. yeah. which had similarities, because it was also modern, you know, updated to the modern world and given. And I thought there were interesting similarities between the two mm. versions. Just saying. Just King saying. Lear is a bank holiday treat on Monday, the 28th of May, next Monday, BBC Two, 9 pm. And also, about to play King Lear on the London stage in what he's saying is going to be his last ever big Shakespearean role is 78-year-old Ian McKellen, who is the star of his own feature-length documentary arriving in cinemas on the 27th of May. And they're going to beam this documentary all around the country to cinemas. And there's going to be an interview with Graham Norton, the Q&A after it. And that's probably the most exciting way of seeing it. Kay, tell us all about this film called McKellen Playing the Part. Okay, so this is based around a 14-hour interview. Do not worry, this isn't 14 hours long. Fuey. Yes, it is a condensed version. And Playing the Part basically looks at um, Ian McKellen's life story from growing up and living through the war, uh, working in the West End, uh, becoming a pioneering... Pioneering? Pioneering. 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 Stage star and coming out um, and kind of creating Stonewall, which I didn't realise he had done, which obviously fights for the equality of lesbians, gays, trans people across the UK. And it's that in a nutshell. You get exclusive access and footage um, of his from his childhood. You see his photo albums and... Um, oh, Steph's doing a face that I can't tell you what she's done. I th- already know Steph's verdict. What did um, that face mean? It was a Yawnsville oh face. Right. Right. Well, that's Carry what on, the, no, Ignore that's what, her. <laughs> that's what it is. It's basically celebrating his life from him. Himself. And they also have dramatic, we should say, I think, one of Ooh, the, yeah, yeah sorry. dramatic recreation. Yes, they do, actually. Same. Yeah, they do. From um, young actor Milo Parker, who plays Gerald Durald in The Durald, yes. um, recreates, you know, Parts of his life from when he was younger and older, and there's footage Scott Chambers is another actor. So as he goes on throughout his life, mm. his young life, Scott Chambers is another guy who's in the director Joe Stevenson. This is his second film. They made a film called Chicken, which was really good that came out last year. And Scott Chambers is starring. He plays the kind of like early twenties version of McCann yeah, and that is it in recreations. I'm getting the vibe. <laughs> I'm getting this vibe. I don't know where it's, you know, I don't know how I'm feeling it. Like almost ESP. Look. That Steph had a problem with McKellen playing right. the part. I tell you is what it is. Is it because you forced your doofus boyfriend, the ambidules, to watch it? Husband. 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 And also right. not a doofus. Okay. okay. <laughs> right. I tell, no, no, I tell you what it is. Right. 
Not once. Not once have I thought to myself, oh, I'd really love a dramatic recreation of what Ian McKellen's life looked like over a two-hour period. That's probably not a good place to start. <laughs> Sarky. Okay. Right. Ian McKellen, I he's great. Look, I, he's obviously fantastic. I, lo- I really love, you know, all of the good stuff he's done. But I am not sure that you need... That it needs to be a film a s- in cinemas about this because you know what I love. You know those in in, in the actor studios mm. things. Yeah, they're really great. That that's how those things should go when you want to talk about your life. I think <laughs> if you're an actor, it's very prescriptive. I'm just saying, they have just, to do that. No, I, I in right. my in okay. my mind, I enjoy those things. I think Ian McKellen is wonderful, and I respect him greatly as an actor. But there's probably something. I'd prefer to watch for two long hours. It's only an hour and 36 minutes for a start, so let's okay. not exaggerate. It didn't feel like that. Oh. <laughs> it's 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 good. It's really interesting. I know more about him now, but I, I, I think it's a little unnecessary. Wow. Sorry. Okay. I'm just I've being totally to, truthful. Right, I've got to confess. You I've, can only be honest. Before I... Um, watch this I was of a similar opinion to Steph and like because she uh, one of you had told me it was two hours and I was like oh that was me she's yeah. um however I've done a reverse ferret because while I agree like if it was about Dame Judi Dench obviously I'd be lapping this up so I was like mm, Ian McKellen how much right. more do I need to know about right. him etc etc however when I watched it I found it actually really interesting and I like getting to know people and Hearing people when they're passionate about what they do mm. is really interesting. Yeah, actually, you're a people I'm not, person. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, he is interesting. <laughs> Steph's a dead person. No, person. I do. No, it was good. It's just uh, probably for I wouldn't watch it again. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. You don't Let, need to watch it again, though. Yeah, like, carry yeah. on, okay, yes. But um, I really enjoyed it, like especially this parts. Well, learning about his life and his acting career because he loves the theatre and hearing about that and the different people he's worked with, Judy Dench, mm. Jacoby, all these people is great. But also like finding out about how you know he didn't come out till he was forty nine years old and why he felt you know why he felt he wasn't unable to do that till that point. But then when he did and all the amazing work he did for That's the gay the community and Stonewall and also he gave this really route. There's footage of him giving a route speech on David Frost, you know, um, show on. Yeah, there's a big debate with this Tory doofus. Yeah. And I, I completely love that. Was that was about Section 28, do you remember? Yeah, yeah Section 28, yeah. 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 That was absolutely, if you watch it for anything, watch it for that. But that's the thing, I would have much preferred it to be much more about his actual life because I found, I have to say. Much more about what? More, much more about his, like that part of his okay. life because I oh. found all the actoring stuff okay. a little bit pompous oh. sorry i did what i did what i don't want this to be though is like basically an obit because the way he was talking towards the mm. end is like he's very preoccupied by death yeah. and his death yeah and towards the end i was like oh no don't let this be you know your final sign off not that it is but you know it just had a touch of that towards the end you know because he really oh, think, is yeah it did he yeah. says he talk, thinks about it every day yeah. dying and he's even planned his funeral and stuff so but he, th- he did say, you're right he did have that but i think it's only natural isn't it when i mean he's, he's nearly 80 he's um the queen's 92 I know, but who's to say she doesn't think about dying every day as well? She just doesn't. We never find out because she never gets interviewed. <laughs> for Liz is going uh, nowhere. Liz for is an hour going nowhere. Minutes. Anyway, I I think, but he was very jolly, wasn't he? Funnily enough, about um, the day he planned his funeral. Yeah, he said and, it was one of the best and, days, and he was very funny about that. I love that bit. In fact, what he's talking about, he's talking about his memorial service and how he's going to get. He's just very, very funny about the memorial service, particularly yeah. like. People he knows can come he in wants for free. Wants to be in the theatre. Yeah, if anyone's going to take, b- take part, if anyone's getting a role, then they can get paid for it. If they don't, if they don't know, who he is. he's very funny about. Yeah, that. and he's like, this is the kind of yeah. show that I'd want to go to. What I thought was, I loved it. I have to say, I loved Did it. Did you love it? Did you really? I loved it. 
I don't believe No, you. well, <laughs> you, I know you find it hard to believe when people disagree with you about something, I know, but you're just going to have to take it on board. I don't know whether you're you wrong. loved it. I loved it. And I'll tell you why. Because yeah, please do. I know what you mean. I think, I think it started out um, very gentle. It's quite a kind of... He's in... in in a in the 14-hour interview context, so it's not an interview, I would say, necessarily of great vigour. You know, like, he's not a kind no, yeah. of... He's in a very reflective mood. He's in a very mood. reflective mood. And, but I think once you get into the vibe of it, and, and I always feel this with interviews, the best interviews to me are these kind of interviews where they're, it's intimate, he clearly trusts the interviewer, Joe mm. Stevenson's a very young director, it's only his second film. Um, you know, they're clearly, like, friends, they've become friends. But it's I think a that's, slow burn interview. It's a slow burn. So... By halfway through, and then more and more cuffs out that you'd never get him to talk about. I think normally he's quite. He, he talks about this in the film that he's not the kind of act. He like, for example, the great revelation for me. The various moments he talks about as an actor. One of his the toughest things he always faces is the moments where he's exposed mm. and has to get really emotional for an actor. If he's, you know, he's one of the most legendary actors of, of our time, and he admits in this that he had trouble getting in touch with his emotions at the, that most difficult moments. All oh, that was a, that's a pretty big thing to yeah. admit for him. And you're, you're looking cynical, mm. but you're wrong and then he talks about um the whole um gay thing and at the, the, the end there's a brilliant bit where he talks about how when he goes to see kids in schools which is what he's again that was amazing there's that, a lot of that, amazing that, that, that it, but that's no, no, brilliantly no. moving where I, a he talks about how he because he hasn't got children of his own and that's yeah. he's almost welling up about that which i thought was very interesting he doesn't like talking about these things he doesn't normally talk about these things and yet he does he goes to see loads of kids in schools and talks about being gay to them and his sexuality and what they tell him is, and I thought this was so interesting, is they're not, they don't like being tied down to a specific mm. category of sexuality and they all consider themselves individuals. That kind of thing was so interesting. He's, he himself goes, maybe it's time I stop being, considering myself yeah. gay, man. I thought, that, incredible stuff. So, so I think it, it warrants the long burn. It warrants the slow burn. Okay, even. Here's I don't my know what a long burn the long is. Slow burn. It warrants the hour 34 minutes right. because there are absolute gems you wouldn't there, get. Right, okay, there are gems. That's the thing, right? And I completely agree with you. The school stuff and everything that he's doing is so incredible and the stonewall stuff that's incredible i think my problem with with it is that i didn't actually enjoy the stuff where he was talking about acting and you've made that clear <laughs> but i think even that is, is i, actually, I, th I did i thought i really like that should yeah. you why i liked it because i wasn't familiar with his body of work so yeah. actually it's quite nice i now have a respect for him that i didn't have before from i already it. had a respect for him but i just wasn't as i think you've discounted it too quickly i think there are other like he talks about why he didn't get film work early on and he really wanted film work yeah. and get there's loads of there's loads yeah, of yeah. I th I, honestly, all the Olivier stuff was amazing. Yeah. Fascinating. You're wrong. Um, well, no one's wrong. In no one's room. wrong and right. Yeah. But they're definitely. I thought it was as good as it could have been for this type of thing. A profile of a. Of a I really did. You're laughing. No, at I'm just saying. Genuinely. You I'm, say I'm, I'm, it's I'm, as good as it could have been. I'm giving yeah, it four I'm, stars. No, no, but I'm giving it five stars because it, for what it set out to do, a profile of a 78 year old legendary actor. And it's as honest and as revealing as it can possibly be. It gets five stars. How many stars are you giving it, Steph? Um, no if it on. was on the BBC for something to watch at Christmas, I'd be giving it four and a half stars. But if I have to go to the cinema and watch it, <laughs> I mean, I'm it is a good it... point. I don't know if I'd go to the cinema. Okay, so, yeah. I think right. Uh, that's fair enough. But if you do go and see it in the cinema on the day they're putting it out with the Q and A with Graham Norton, it'll be it'll be an exciting event. Okay. I think. My official yeah. rating is three and a half stars. Okay. McKellen playing the part. It's getting its UK premiere screening on Sunday the 27th and they're beaming it to cinemas nationwide and you get the Q&A with Graham Norton and Derek Jacob is going to be there as well and then you get to see it in cinemas afterwards. Everybody. Finally in the meet. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm angry with you. You look angry with me. Are you upset with that's me? My, that's my resting face. Like Elton John at the wedding. Oh. 
I live for that, that face. That downturn, yeah. Downturn, you, you look downturn, downturn mouth. He's not being. He wasn't angry. That's just his resting face. He's got a hang dog face. Hang dog. It's a bit hang dog. I'm disappointed. I'm not angry. Yeah. Are you? Yes. Okay. But we'll see what happens with the rest of development. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is your favourite, isn't it? It is my favourite. Season five. We've waited years for this. Oh, a long Almost time. quite literally years. Literally. literally no, we years. have waited literally Five years. of them. Yeah. Five of them. It starts on the Netflix on the 29th of May. This is the, um, I mean, going back years when it was on Donkeys. Fox. The Fox yeah. Channel in America. And then it was revived by Netflix five years ago. And in the revival, this is all about the Bluth family, this family of eccentric. They had success, then it all went horribly wrong. Um, led by um, Michael Bluth, played by Jason Bateman. All kinds of very eccentric figures. It's narrated, of course, by the great Ron Howard. Yeah. And there's lots of inside jokes about that, about how you know he then wants to make a film about the family. In the last series, controversially, that went out on Netflix... People, it was a very, it, it was done from each, each individual's character's point of view, the same story told season in 15 four. episodes, season mm. four, the controversial season four. So it took a new turn, okay? Mm. People didn't like it. Was that a bit bored? Like yeah, it. identified. So what's happened now is the, the creator of it has completely revamped that season. You can see the revamped version, yeah. put back in chronological order now, already on Netflix now. What's this new yes. trend for people doing redos? So like Peter Kay's <laughs> finale of his car share, he just redid actually. it. This, this is very necessary, this reboot, I think. Yeah. This fourth season reboot before you watch season five. Right. Because it is, I, I've what have you watched the reboot? No, the, it is necessary. Can we call it a redo? You can do it a redo, a do reboot. over. Yeah, it's a do over. Yeah, a revamp. So that's there now, and then this is the brand new series, which reverts to the normal format. Yeah. As in, you, you know, you're watching all the characters. There isn't that particular focus on one character, the same story being told from lots of different points of view. It's back to normal Arrested Development season five. Um, uh, it's all about trying to find what happened to Lucille too, played by Liza Minnelli. Um, you've got Lindsay, played by Portia de Roshi. She's having a campaign to join Congress. <laughs> Um, Michael is even more confused than ever trying to deal with the fact that there was nearly a proposal to make a film of their life by Ron Howard who's still narrating it (laughs) and lots of jokes about that and of course we should say that the controversial figure of Jeffrey Tambor who was fired from Transparent he's brilliant Mm. award winning role as the trans character in that he's back in this thing and and, and everyone's saying well he just has to be back in it and some people are annoyed that he's back in it because he was accused of sexual harassment which he denies Kay I believe you are an Arrested Development virgin, am I right? I am. So I've got very little to say other than I thought this was very amusing. I, a lot, I feel like a lot was lost on me because if you join season five, yeah. the fi- family dynamics, a lot of stuff went over my head. However, what I saw, I enjoyed a lot and I'm now committed to going back and watching oh, it Oh, you should watch it from the start. It's Where can so I watch so funny? Netflix. It's all on Netflix. It's all on Netflix. Netflix. Isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Is it? Yeah, it is. It's all on Netflix. <laughs> it's all on Netflix. It's all on Netflix. <laughs> Brief brevity. Yeah. Good brief brevity. Who's your favourite character? Oh, that's a toughie. I mean, I do love, obviously, I love Tony Hale, but I just. Tony Hale of. Who um, plays yeah. Buster. Who plays Buster. So did you get that they were all brothers and sisters? Yeah, but only because I had this this sheet that Boyd had given me. I was like, oh, they've all got the same surname. Mm. Convenient. <laughs> um, yeah, I liked him, and I also liked Portia de Rossi's character. I found her funny. Steph, as a fan, as a as a diehard rest of have you seen every I, single episode? I've seen every single episode and more than once. I absolutely I'm a real diehard fan of Arrested Development. I love it. I can watch it at any time as well. Uh, I like to kick what, back. What you mean, and, like, like three in the afternoon? I can watch it. She's any watching it now in her mind. I'm watching it. I'm watching it on my eight phone. Eight in the morning. Oh, you can watch it anytime. anytime. I just find this particular <laughs> brand of humour absolutely just hilarious. I find everything so funny. I love 
all of the characters, ridiculous quirks. I absolutely adore Michael Bluth. Um, did you get that his, so his son, who is George mm. Michael, just every time I hear that he's not, George Michael, even Michael though I watched Sarah, it, yeah, I legendary. just still find it so, joke, but so funny. Yeah. Isla Fisher, isn't it? So in the last season... Uh, Michael Blue started dating a Ron Howard's daughter played by Isla Fisher and so did his son um, I just the whole farcical nature of it, I, I think it is absolutely genius and the fact that um, Michael Blue's character he never has any jokes in it he is the straight, straight man, man in it, yeah. and it, it but he is perfect mm. I just I loved it I think this is brilliant it hasn't lost any of its um, I finesse. was worried I, I agree with you I was worried about um, the Jeffrey Temple situation because I'm so but they make a joke correct. of it they make a brilliant joke of it so slight spoiler I'm going to I'm going to reveal the line where um, John Howard narrates saying his character George Senior realised his impression of a woman wasn't going to win him any awards which is such a great line yeah it's so good um, but yeah I th- it, and it was a relief wasn't it because I think I watched I remember started watching the last season, yeah, the controversial season four on Netflix, and I did get irritated by it is a bit, that device. It is a little bit the boring. It's so the same events from the different people's point of view, which is which is a classic now. To but in in there's so many of them, yeah, that it got a bit much, yeah, and this does feel like a huge sense of relief that they're just back to yeah. the normal, but still incredibly narratively ambitious. There's flash forwards, flashbacks, mm. inserted little things, all the things that have been very influential, I think. Like, you know, shows like 30 Rock yeah. use very similar devices. I think a lot of them came from Arrested Development doing first. And just having Ron Howard now, so many in-jokes about his company, imagine making the film of the mm. thing, so many in-jokes about his, this illegitimate daughter he's got mm. that he wryly comments on. The, 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 the commentary alone, his, his voice The commentary is amazing. Is so yeah, clever yeah. and funny. And just this cast... Will Arnett, Michael Sarah, Tony Hale, David Cross, yeah. Jeffrey Tambor, Jason Bateman to die Liza for. Bloody Bennett, Minnelli, for God's Liza sake. Liza Bloody Minnelli. You need to, though, I, I urge you to watch it from the beginning because you do need to understand the dynamics of the characters. Because I bet you didn't, Michael and Lindsay are twins. No, I didn't it. get that. Right, she didn't get that. It's, there's, there's loads of little bits and bobs. But loads of bits and bobs. I love it. <laughs> Uh, Hello to bits and bobs. <laughs> Goodbye. Arrested Development. Arrested Development back in glorious form. Season five launches on Tuesday, not a Friday. Netflix now they've got so much new content they have to spread it out. Yeah. Because you know good. traditionally all, all drops on a Friday. Yeah, good. Yeah, you feel strongly about that. Spread it out. Drops on Tuesday the 29th of May. I think it's the first half of this series drops in. I think they're dividing into two parts. I may I may have made that up, but I'm pretty sure that's true. Arrested Development <laughs> season five Netflix. Tuesday, 29th of May. How many stars, K, are you going to give it? I'm giving it Thinko stars. That's five stars. Wow. Ooh. For a virgin? Yeah. That's, for a I like virgin. what I saw. Virgin, yeah. five stars. Wow. I don't give those out willy I was going to say four no. and a half. But no. Where no, are you? Well, no. I was going to say five. Okay. Well, you're saying it. Uh, yeah, I was going to say five. It, and and I am going to say five. Our dev. That's that done. <laughs> what, were you, what were you giving it? Uh, four and a half. Why? I don't know. Um, Maybe a curmudgeon. Come on. All right, I'll give it five. Okay. Good. Okay. <laughs> I love how they do have the flash forward still. So they have the. They say in the next episode, they don't happen. That doesn't happen at all in no, the next episode. No, nothing. Right? That Those, you'll they see. play with the form. Very cleverly it's of the whole thing. And they, in fact, the first five, ten minutes maybe of this episode are, are like a recap. Yeah, yeah. But it's done in such a brilliant way. Yeah. It's a recap with new things that you haven't seen from the thing they're recapping. It's brilliant. So, yeah, all right, five stars. I've recanted. <laughs> you talked yourself. I'm easily... I have, Boyd, I respected you more when you gave it four and a half. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, it's too late for respect, isn't it? We all know. I'm a man more sinned against the sinning, as I believe I've already mentioned. 
Now, finally, what time is it? Question time. And in what I believe is a podcast first, mm. we've got an actual, real, genuine question <laughs> from a listener. Okay. It is from our top pog at Mira Jade, and she says, what is your favourite royal or wedding-inspired TV slash film slash book? Say that again. So it's what is our favourite... So is this Royal inspired on or wedding inspired TV, film or book. So it could be royal or it could be a wedding. Mm. Or it could be a royal wedding. Uh, well, how did you take it, Steph? I am going to take it for the answer that I want to give, yeah. which is Jennifer Lopez's film, The Wedding Planner. Ba-dum-bum. So it's not royal, it's wedding. It's wedding. It's wedding theme. Uh, and J-Lo is royalty in many circles. So is that... That's a, that's a rom-com starring Jennifer J-Lo. Are you telling me you've not seen The Wedding Planner? What else happens in it? Okay, she so plans she's with weddings. Matthew McConaughey. Oh, Matthew McConaughey. She's a wedding planner. Oh, yeah. She's planning no, his wedding. Yeah. Okay, and then he obviously falls in love yes. with her. Yes, it's I've incredible. Seen it. yeah. It's in, from the Matthew McConaughey dark rom-com years, isn't it? Oh, when Matthew McConaughey was in nowhere near an Oscar, he is. <laughs> yeah, when he was all the posters for his films was him goofily yeah. standing askew. Yeah, when he did like um, what was that? Ten, yeah. ten, oh, ten, ten rom-coms. Ten guy, how to you. lose a guy? Ten, yeah. days. ten days. How to lose a rom-com? And then that divorce one with Jess. SJP. Oh, oh God, that was oh, that yeah. was terrible. That yeah. was terrible. That was like the worst I've ever made. Failure to launch. Failure to well done. Sorry, that was Minnie Mouse telling me what the time was on my watch. <laughs> oh my God, I I'm suggest so you sorry. silence your watch. I'm ever I mean, so just sorry. For I didn't even touch her. She just wanted to tell me. <laughs> so yeah, that's your choice. Yeah. Okay. Mine is Father of the Bride, oh, Steve Martin and Frank, aka Martin Short, and I thought it was you know it's obviously an absolute classic. Have the chopper chicken. <laughs> Do you know That's what? This has never happened before. I was going to choose that. <gasps> shut what? the front door. You've only shut it hard. It Is it? Oh no, 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 no! Don't worry, because there's an episode in Sherlock where there's a wedding. Do you remember when there's the wedding oh. in Sherlock? Oh. <laughs> that is good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There is. So do you remember when he gets yeah. married yes, to Amanda Abington? Because I as like you episode. yourself have pointed out many times, I am a Sherlock fan. <laughs> I'm aware of the wedding episode, <laughs> which, well, you as you've said, is a classic. Is an all-time classic. <laughs> I'm not going to choose that. No, I've got a backup. Don't you worry. Um, which is the same one and just say different reason. Oh, is it the wedding and godfather? No, I don't oh. think of that. I mean, yeah, yeah. Is that's good. it? It is a film. There's a film called A Wedding, directed by Bob Altman, Robert Altman, oh, okay. which is an absolute classic from the seventies. In nineteen seventy-eight, uh, Lauren Hutton, Geraldine Chaplin, Lillian Gish. It's like a. It's it's basically you know Robert Altman back in the day. Yeah, he did Mash. Um, he did Mash. The Long Goodbye, which is one of my all-time top five favorite films. Elliot Gould, and. His style had this incredible style. Nashville, have you seen the original film of Nashville? No. Incredible. Three hours set in Nashville. And he has this very loose, relaxed style whereby he's following all these I'm ever so sorry. What is that word? word? What is loose? Kind of like... Relaxed. It's like a yeah. Is it an <laughs> actual word? Yeah, kind I've of, seen it written down. I didn't yeah, even knew what it meant. Almost Loosh. seemingly improvised, very very not informal. It's another okay. word. And so a wedding is set in a wedding, and it, he's just following all the different characters around the people who are getting married, their families, their extended families, massive cast, um, the the people who are invited, and he just kind of the camera just follows them around from place to place as as the wedding day is developing, and you light up on a few of them, and you almost overheard conversations almost at the same time. Sometimes it's very famous for people talking over each mm. other and, it, and much like this podcast it's naturalistic yes exactly like this podcast people interrupting each <laughs> other getting, getting really irritating <laughs> it's really like this podcast um, if he could if he was still alive he's sadly no longer with us he would direct a good version of it if he could be bothered and it's all, a wedding is in many ways 
it's, it's not the most famous film, but it's like the ultimate example of this, of just following these people around and going from things, and it's brilliantly done, and it's great. Is it better than Fronk, though, in Father of the Bride? Of course it's not better than Fronk. Um, I mean, I wanted to choose Fronk in Father of the Bride, but I couldn't. And can I just say, I can't believe that both of you didn't pick My Own Wedding, which you both came to as your favourite oh, wedding Oh, gosh, actually, you know what, though? We should have done that. Is a it, can you, is it available on DVD or on Netflix? Probably is. It is available on DVD. Mm-hmm. I will... I think, oh, okay. Get one to you. But I think it will be a disservice to the listener, to the person on the ground. No, Steph could upload it. Which I'll upload it can, also okay. with my um, description of King Lear and then an apology, a formal apology to Ian McKellen. Yeah, good. <laughs> Richly deserved. Um, now, okay. just a oh, bit of business, a bit yeah. of biz. Yeah. Ooh. I just want to say, Pogs, if you've got any questions, comments, as I said, get in touch at Unmissables Pod. But also, I'm on a bit of a drive to get some new Pogs because, you know, it's always good. Spread the word. So if you have any um, friends you think might like us, other than reviewing us, get in touch at the men. We'll give them a little shout out for Ooh. the new pogs in our life. Mm. We love all the old ones. Oh, we've got a lot of love for the old pogs, but, you know, we want to spread the word. Oh, that's absolutely right. Yeah. I have a question. <laughs> this is a last minute question. Yeah. The new format it's point. A new thing. LMQ. Okay. No, don't take this the wrong way. I'm, I'm going to take, take it the wrong I'm way. I'm not taking the pee. Okay. Oh, she is. Ha- no, pee. I'm not. Maybe. Um, <laughs> have Doctor Who or Sherlock ever been married? Um, um, to Doctor each other. Who has not, not to each other. That would be. Can I you mean, that's a big fan. Boyd I'm sure. Would lose his. I'm sure mind. there's some fan fiction out there where they do get yeah. married. I mean, I know there is. Um, <laughs> but Doctor Who. That's drawn by Boyd. Yeah, steady. Doctor <laughs> Who did get married to River Song, pretty much. Yeah. Which Who? Is a, River Song, great character. Yeah. Alex River Kingston. Song. Alex Kingston. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, from ER. Mm, the very oh, same. You should start watching some Doctor. You love it. Yeah. I love how she's got good hair. Yeah, she's brilliant. There's marriage and everything. Wow, they yeah. have kids. No, not, so not conventional. Is there first no. dance river dance? It's an unconventional, it's an unconventional marriage. What was her marriage. name, River Song? River Song, two words. Yeah, Yeah, but what, why was her name Ah, River that's Song? a big thing. There's a whole thing about that. Oh, why okay. is she I mean, River we don't, Song? We don't have time yeah. for that. I think we take this off if, pod. I think just how, in the same way that Kate's going to go back and watch the rest of Event from the start, mm-hmm. you're going to go back and watch Doctor Who from the start. You've only got 50 years or so of episodes to cover. <laughs> you know what? I've got, I've and it'll still be shorter time. than the Ian McKellen doc. Or you could just stick to modern remade Who and then you've got about like 10 years or whatever. Okay. Okay, great stats, guys. Yeah. It's been great. Did you, Kay? Did you enjoy the last minute question? The new format. Just it's checking. a new thing. I, I, I liked it. I <laughs> you liked have it. No, it's okay. good. But we have to end now. We do have to end now. Thank you very much. It's a goodbye for me. We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye.